InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. The old saying, hard work never hurt anyone, may still be true. But working hard for too many hours could be a health hazard, according to a recent study. With more, here's InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Should American workers rethink their desire to work from home? Various surveys show a majority of workers would like to work from home at least part of the work week. But the World Health Organization is sounding the alarm about working from home. It's part of a much larger message about the deadly hazards of working too many hours. The WHO's recent research found more than 745,000 deaths worldwide can be attributed to overwork. Joining us now is the study's lead author, Dr. Frank Piga. He's technical officer in the Environment, Climate Change, and Health Department at the World Health Organization in Geneva, Switzerland. Doctor, specifically as it relates to overwork, I'm wondering if you can tell us what sorts of factors working from home might run counter to the idea to not work more than 55 hours a week. Right. So you might have seen that the Director General of the World Health Organization referred to a number of factors that have the organization concerned with regards to teleworking in relation also to lockdowns during the pandemic. And these, the Director General pointed out, are in relation to a blurring of the lines between working in home environments, which those of us who have worked from home are probably well familiar with. So the concern could be that if there is a lockdown, that people do then perhaps work longer hours than they already do. And this might indeed increase the burden of disease related to long working hours, which, as you have mentioned, is already quite large. We are aware of some evidence that has been produced by Harvard Business School and then published by the National Bureau of Economic Research in the United States. And that has indicated that across a number of cities, across countries, that there has been an increase in long working hours observed when uh, national lockdowns have been put in place as a result of the COVID pandemic by about 10% of working hours with an absolute number of 48 minutes increase in working time observed there. So what was the number of hours worked per week that your study identified as presenting sufficient evidence of harmfulness? And what type of harm are we talking about? The numbers of hours identified as harmful were 55 hours or more worked on average per week. This was identified through a huge systematic review and meta-analysis of available studies that was conducted by approximately 60 professors from around the world. Over a period of five years, they worked on synthesizing this evidence, and then they made their final judgment call, which was exactly as you had introduced it, sufficient evidence for harmfulness that working 55 hours or more per week increased the risk of heart disease or stroke events. So these are the risks that we're talking about here, increased risk of cardiovascular disease. And do we know why putting in a lot of hours on the job puts people at a higher risk of heart disease or stroke? We do have a fairly good idea of this, indeed. As part of this huge exercise to review available evidence, the scientists and also the World Health Organization and the International Labor Organization reviewed what is called mechanistic data. So we looked at available information and evidence on the causal pathways that operate between working long hours 
and then having a heart disease or stroke event, there are two theorized pathways that are well established in the literature. The first is a direct pathway whereby people working long hours feel stress. And all of us who have worked long hours will know what that feels like. So there's a physical and also a psychological stress response that is associated with the release of stress hormones. And these hormones can actually directly damage tissue in the heart and in the brain. And this explains this direct effect of working long hours on these two outcomes. There's also an indirect pathway whereby people who work long hours seem to be more likely to engage in risky health behaviors. So they might be more likely to smoke and maybe uh, more obvious, they might be more likely to sleep poorly and poor sleep is associated with poorer cardiovascular disease outcomes. So people who sleep more poorly are more likely to have a stroke or a heart disease event and thereby working long hours can operate through these additional risk factors. We're visiting with Dr. Frank Piga of the World Health Organization in Switzerland about the group's recent research into working more than 55 hours a week. The WHO calls overwork a serious health hazard. Doctor, is demanding physical work riskier than sedentary work, like people sitting at a computer, or does it matter? As far as we are aware from this review of evidence, there is no difference that we could observe. In other words... A person who is a construction worker and a teacher and a manager, as far as we can see from the global evidence, have the same increased risk for these cardiovascular disease outcomes when they work long hours. Doctor, the worldwide number 745,000 is actually, as you know, 29% higher than it was in the year 2000. Do we know why? There are two reasons here. First of all, we know that in total numbers, the number of people exposed to working long hours has actually increased over time, right? So we know that there's what's called in epidemiology a bigger exposed population. And exposure, of course, then leads to more health loss. The second reason is also that ischemic heart disease and stroke as a disease itself, the burden of these diseases is increasing over time. And what we see here is that um, this part of these diseases that we can attribute to long working hours is then also increasing in total. Right? So these two factors, more exposure and more heart disease and strokes. Now, the WHO report lists some suggested actions to reduce the problem. Can you go over a couple of these, please? Absolutely. So the first and perhaps most important, or at least one of the most important recommendations is to put maximum limits on working time. Right? It seems to be a no-brainer. We need to establish where they don't exist, these maximum limits. And as per our research, they should certainly be under 55 hours. And once we have established these limits by law, by legislation, and then we need to basically implement them and enforce their implementation as necessary. There are a couple of examples of regions who have actually put in place these policies and laws. For example, the European region has the Working Hour Directive, whereby all countries in the European region are obliged to have a maximum of 48 hours work per week. And indeed, there we see that this maps nicely to a lower burden of disease, right? The European region has one of the lowest burdens of disease from long working hours as a result. A second action is to organize working time so that it is more balanced. 
Here many people will have heard about flexi time arrangements, but also work sharing and looking at making shift work available so that people can actually stay below the maximum number of hours that are healthy. A third recommendation, and that really links back to my reference to informal economy workers in low and middle income countries, we need social protection floors. These are called for by the Sustainable Development Goals or the International Development Framework of the United Nations. And these are essentially anti-poverty programs that lift those workers who work in poverty out of poverty and enable them to, in turn, then not work long hours to survive. And the fourth and final recommendation is occupational health services for all. We need to have our occupational health physicians and occupational health nurses there to actually start checking on the numbers of hours worked and ensuring that these stay at healthy levels. Dr. Frank Piga of the World Health Organization, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks. As a dentist, I know what my patients